Hey everyone, welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thank you for finding the pod, thank you for downloading, and thank you for listening. Today's topic is day four of Wimbledon 2023 that has wrapped up earlier for Thursday, July 6th. As we're taping this, it is 1.30 in the morning in London, 5.30 p.m., on the West Coast, where I am. So, let's just jump right into today's recap. So, today was the day where the first round was finally completed, and that's going to transition us into segment one, which is the score read for today. And as usual, if something pops out to me, um, I'll stop and discuss it. Um, But otherwise, I'm going to get it rolling here. So, uh, the first round today... Uh, court 17, um, Kalanina beat Buzaz Manero, 6-4, 6-3. Bianca Andrescu finally got on court. She beat Bondar, 6-3, 3-6, 6-2. And a second rounder, Tommy Paul beat Milos Raonic, 6-4, Afterwards, Raonic hinted that it could be his last Wimbledon. As a matter of fact, let's stop and discuss that comment now. Let me see if I can find that, get that exact quote for you while I am talking here. And if I can't, uh, that'll be all right. Let's uh, let's see. Let's see if the quotes are here. Here it is. So Raonic said, "Quote." Good chance that it's probably my last time coming out here, said Raonic upon describing the aura and glow around Wimbledon. Raonic, who holds a 75% win rate at this tournament, says he has a special place in his heart for the historic Grand Slam championship. Quote, I personally appreciate it more than any other tournament, the 32-year-old said. It's just a wonderful place to be. In his first Grand Slam appearance in over two years, Raonic beat Australian Dennis Novak in the first round of the English tournament on Wednesday. He's been a, here. He has seen success at Wimbledon in the past, advancing to the finals in 2016, the semifinals in 2014, and the quarterfinals in 2017 and 2018. The Thorn. The Thornhill, Ontario native has dealt with multiple injuries in recent years, though. When asked how much his shoulder impacted his serve during Thursday's match, Raonic said, quote, a lot. I just wish I was a little bit healthier between my knee and shoulder, he said. It is what it is. I was very lucky with it yesterday. I really struggled with it last night, trying to get it ready for today, he explained. I tried to just deal with it as much as I could. I can say one thing. I tried everything I could to get the most out of everything I wanted. Could I have done better? I don't know. He says he expects to play in the upcoming National Bank Open in Toronto in August. It's a beautiful thing, Raonic said, describing what it's been like living out a dream as a pro tennis player. It's something you really fall in love with. It's something that you become obsessive over, 
something that you want to sacrifice all other parts of your life for. It's an incredible, beautiful thing that I've gotten to enjoy a thousand times over, and I'm grateful for it. That's well said. Continuing with today's scores. Second round, Kanton Halley beat Vukic, 6-3-6-1-6-4. Azarenka beat Podoroska, 6-3-6-love. Kirstea upset Ostapenko, 4-6-7-6-6-4. Bublik kept, keeps his Halle role going. He won in Halle, and now he's into the third round here. He beat J.J. Wolf today. 6-3-7-6-6-love. Vondrosheva beat number 12 seed Kudermatova. 6-3-6-3. Sifulian, Sifulin beat Quarantan Mute. 7-5-6-3-7-6. Musetti, top 16 seed, beat Munar. 6-4-6-3-6-1. In a first rounder, Sasnovich beat Perezaz Diaz. 6-2-6-1. Back to the second round. Haddad Maya beat Christian. 4-6-6-2-6-4. And Laszlo Jerry beat a seeded player, Ben Shelton. 3-6-6-3-7-6-6-3. Petra Mardic beat Perry. 4-6-6-3-6-3. Jason Kubler beat Ugo Umber. 6-4-4-6-6-2, 3 6 upset Sarundalo, 6-2-6-2-6-2. By the way, that Kubler win was a first-rounder. Um, I'll read out some doubles scores if they jump out to me. The number eight seeds in the women's doubles went out in the first round. Aoyama and Shibihara, they lost to, oh boy... Kalashnikova and Shai Manovich, 6-2-6-4. First round, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina beat uh, hot French prospect Arthur Feast, 7-6-6-1-6-2. Not a great showing there from Feast. And in another first rounder, Watanuki beat Huesler, 6-7-5-7. 7-6, 7-6, in a two-sets-to-none comeback. Second round, Kosharetto beat Masarova, 6-3, 6-1, and Potapova beat Yuvan, 6-3, 7-5. In a first rounder, Galfi beat Noskova, 6-7, 6-2, and in a first rounder, O'Connell beat Medjedovic, Seven five six four four six six four. In a second rounder, Magda Lynette beat Barbora Strikova, six four six seven six three. And then Giron and Fuchovic, they were not able to finish. They were canceled. That was a second rounder. Serenko beat Siniakova, six four six one. Denis Chapovalov beat Gregoire Barrer, six three six four. 7-6. Let's stop and discuss that for just a brief moment. So, Dennis has not been having a great season at all, but he is into the third round here. 
Let's take a look at his recent major results. They've been okay. Third round here, third round French Open, third round Australian Open, third round U.S. Open last year. So at the at the minimum, he's been hanging around until the middle weekend at these Grand Slams. And there was a stat on Twitter that his winning percentage in best of five is about 10 percentage points higher than his winning percentage in best of three. So the format helps a guy like Shapovalov work through those patches when he can make a lot of errors. His game can be very up and down, and the length of the best of five format gives him more time to figure that out, I think. Galan beat Atta. 6-3-3-6-6-3-7-6. Bogdan beat Alicia Parks, 1-6-6-3-6-2. In a first-rounder, Begu beat Marino, 6-2-3-6-6-2. In the ladies' doubles first round, the, the four seeds, Melachar Martinez and Perez, lost to Alexandrova and Yang. Uh, 6-4-7-6. And the number 11 seeds lost in the ladies' doubles as well. Tough scenes. In men's singles first round, Bodic van de Zanschulp beat Zhang. 2-6-7-6-7-6-3-6-6-2. In a second rounder, David Goffin beat Berrios Vera. 7-6-5-7-6-2-6-love. Gofan inherited, or to, he was going to play Kyrgios, but then he got to play Fabian Marijan instead after Kyrgios withdrew. This is a little nice little mini-run here for Gofan. He hasn't been that much of a factor. Um, oh, but actually, he made the quarters here last year? Really? Interesting. He's made the quarterfinals in his last two Wimbledon appearances. 2022, quarters, didn't play the prior year, COVID the prior year, and quarters in 2019. That's the only Grand Slam where David Goffin has made consecutive quarterfinals in consecutive appearances. So he is moving on. Martyr beat Michael Moe, 7-5-7-6-6-4. In a first-rounder, Nicholas Jerry beat Kechenato, 4-6-6-2-6-4-6-1. That's a clay court match played on grass. Second round, Peya beat Mayotte, 2-6-6-3-7-6-7-5. Kennan won another match. She backed up the Coco Goff win, beating Wong 6-4-6-3. Kennan making the third round of a slam feels significant. Let's check out her recent major results. This is the first time she's made a Grand Slam third round in over two years. First time since uh, the 2021 French Open. In the this this Wimbledon, the golf win, that was her first Grand Slam match win since Wimbledon 2021. So, big week for uh, Kennan there. In a first rounder, Carbea Spina beat Arnaldi, six seven six three, six four six four. 
Second round, Mira Andriva beat Krejcikova. 6-3-4, Love retired. That's a big win. That's got to be the first career uh, third round for Andriva. She's very young. Herkoch beat Chwinski, 6-4-6-4-7-6. So the former semifinalist is moving on. In a first rounder, Alex Damonar finally beat Kimmer Kopians, 6-7-6-3-6-3-7-6. In a second rounder, Marie Bushkova ended the career of Annette Kontivate, 6-1-6-2. Wish Kontivate all the best in her retirement. Uh, oh yeah, this is a bad one. Fritz was up two sets and a break on Yamur. And uh, Yamur came back to win. He beat the number nine seed. 3-6, 2-6, 6-3, 6-4, 6-2. is definitely one that stops to bear some discussion. So my views on Fritz are well known on, the, on this podcast many times. I've called him a choker. Um, let's, uh, check out his, uh, Grand Slam results of late. So let me get that pulled up here. Activity, career, all Grand Slams, go. So today, lost to, um, uh, Yamur, who's not ranked very high. Roland Garros, he lost in the third round. To Sarundalo, not a terrible loss, but uh, still, you want to beat you want to beat him. Australian Open lost to number one thirteen Alexi Poplin. U.S. Open lost to number three hundred three Brandon Holt. Wimbledon last year, you know, lost to Nadal in that tight one. French Open last year, Roland Garros lost to number one hundred and thirty Bernabe Morales. U.S. Open 21, lost to number 99, Jensen Brooksby. Roland Garros uh, 21, lost to number 59, Dominic Kupfer. Uh, so, not good scenes for Taylor Fritz. He is not a contender, even if he thought he was. He said earlier this week, it's my time. It is not his time. And it has not been his time for a while. It's almost like Indian Wells was uh, the the aberration instead of the standard. Hmm. I'm, of course, referring to the Indian Wells title that he won last year. First round, uh, Niemeyer beat Mukova, 6-4-5-7-6-1. Mukova is the Roland Garros finalist. She got injured in the third set of that match. Injuries have uh, wrecked her career. So, um... You know, go back to all the uh, media people three weeks ago that were saying, oh, she could win Wimbledon. Mukova's out in round one. Matteo Berrettini got oh, got that win, finally. A much-needed win against Lorenzo Sonigo that took four days. 6-7-6-3-7-6-6-3. And this is Berrettini's first match and his first match win at Wimbledon since the 2021 semis, technically. In uh, the last three Wimbledons, the only player that Berrettini has lost to is Djokovic. Obviously, Berrettini hasn't lost yet this year. Didn't play last year because he got COVID, and he made the finals in 2021. That was the first rounder. 
Back to the second round, Katie Bolter beat Tomova, 6-love, 3-6, And Francis Tiafo beat Stricker, 7-6, The first set tiebreak in that one was 13-11 for Tiafo. Tiafo's looking good. Top 10 seed, won a title on grass. Looking good. Um... Stan Wawrinka beat a seeded player, Thomas Martin Echeverry, on his worst surface. This is Stan's worst Grand Slam. 6-3-4-6-6-4-6-2. And that means we get Djokovic versus Wawrinka one more time. Let's stop and discuss that. That rivalry from 2013 to 2016 was great. Overall, Djokovic leads the head-to-head 20-6. And yes, I understand that's a blowout. But a lot of that is before Vavrinka kind of grew into his own late in his career. And if you look at their most recent Grand Slam meetings, uh, the, the, okay, well, let's, let's go backwards. They played at 2022 Rome. Uh, Djokovic won that easily. But before that, here's their most recent Grand Slams. 2019 U.S. Open, Vavrinka won. 2016 U.S. Open, Vavrinka won. 2015 Roland Garros, Vavrinka won. That's an amazing stat, isn't it? The last three times they've played in Grand Slams, and this and this is all in the somewhat recent past, within the last ten years or eight years, Stans won them all. Kind of interesting, isn't it? And 2019 is somewhat recent. It's not like, oh, you're just, you're just depending on stuff from seven years ago. Well, there's 2019. That's got to count for something. But obviously, you know, Djokovic is going to win. But it, it'll, give, it'll give the tennis world a, a chance to reminisce about those great matches from the past. Um, and just, you know, if you don't know, because some of you might not or you might not remember, um... Uh, 2013 Australian Open, Djokovic wins that 12-10 in the fifth with that amazing match point. 2013 U.S. Open, Djokovic wins in five sets. 2014 Australian Open, Stan ends the uh, three-year run. He beats Djokovic 9-7 in the fifth. 2015 Australian Open, they went five sets again. Djokovic won that one. And then Stan wins the 2015 Roland Garros final after... Uh, Djokovic had beaten Nadal a couple of days before that. Beats him again at the U.S. Open the next year, and then again at the U.S. Open three years later. Very interesting stuff. Um, first rounder, Galyevich beat Shmidlova 6-3, 7-6. Caroline Garcia in a second rounder beat Fernandez 3-6, 6-4, 7-6. Dimitrov beat Ivashka. 6-3-6-4-6-4. Look at that. Grigor Dimitrov having a little run to the third round there. Alina Svitolina beat Elise Mertens. 6-1-1-6-6-1. Andre Rublev is through over Karatsev. 6-7-6-3-6-4-7-5. Benchich beat Daniel Collins. 3-6-6-4-7-6. Medvedev is up 6-3, all on Manorino, and that one was suspended due to darkness. 
Alexander Zverev finally got his first round in. He beat Brower 6-4-7-6-7-6. In a second rounder, Vekic came back from a set and 2-5 down to beat Sloane Stevens. 4-6-7-5-6-4. Jessica Pagula beat Buksha 6-1-6-4. On center court, Liam Brody beat the number four seed Casper Rude. 6-4-3-6-4-6-6-3-6-love. It is not surprising that Rude lost. Didn't see this one live, but uh, apparently Brody played at a godlike level in that fifth set to bagel the number four seed. Even if you're not strong on grass, losing the last two sets, three and love, not a great look for Casper Rude. But hey, he basically writes off one Grand Slam a year because it's on grass. Many players do that. Uh, There was a discussion on Twitter today about grass as a novelty surface, and is it fair to ask the players to play a Grand Slam on what is essentially a novelty surface? I think it's fine. It's a Grand Slam. It's Wimbledon. It's not going away. You have to prepare for it. I I don't think you can write off 25% of the Grand Slams just because it's on a surface that you're not strong on. Is clay a novelty surface? You know? So I, 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 I I don't agree with that argument. Elena Rabakina beat Elise Cornet, 6-2-7-6. And uh, Andy Murray got up two sets to one on uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, er, um, 6-3-7-6-6-4. Then that match was suspended due to darkness at about 10... Er, I'm sorry. Suspended due to curfew at about 10.38 p.m. And... Um, you know, people on social media also rightly called out the bad scheduling here. I can criticize it on two fronts, two ends. Number one, they've got a schedule that's been messed up by rain, and they're not starting the the, the two main courts until one o'clock and one thirty. So you're leaving out, you're leaving center court empty from from eleven to one thirty, and you're leaving court one empty from eleven to one. That's four and a half hours of match time that you're leaving on the table just because of human decision-making, not because of weather or anything else. It was a controlled decision. It was an intentional decision. Um, you know, the, the, the tournament could be more on schedule if those courts started earlier, if the uh, old white guys in the office made the decision to start them earlier. Why didn't they? Tradition! We must have tradition. Wimbledon has tradition. And the center courts do not start until 1 o'clock and 1... Actually, well, actually, old guy, the, 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 the center court tradition is 1 p.m. And because of the virus, you know, you started center court at 1.30, and the rationale was to stagger the entrance to avoid or to maximize social distancing or whatever, and that has stayed in. So that means it actually wasn't a decision. It was something they wanted to do because they wanted to do it. It was a, and you know, they invented the virus as a rationale to introduce this. Um, but, but you know, tradition, and we must start at this time. 
we don't care about the getting the tournament on schedule because we must have tradition. We can't play at 11 o'clock in the morning just like every other court because of tradition. Press conferences. So, as of now, so what? It's it's one fifty four in the morning now, and they haven't uh, posted the video of any press conference yet. So that means I'm gonna have to read them myself. This is courtesy of ASAP Sports. Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking at Casper Rude's. Uh, all right, here's a good question. Question. There's obviously been a lot of talk about the fact that you didn't play any events on grass before this. Do you think that's a schedule you might maintain in your career or... Then Casper Rude interjects. Good question. I think for now I'm happy with how we scheduled my year. This is Trip interjecting here. Translation, grass sucks and I don't care about it. It's just to me, I prioritize the weeks on clay. This year I did really well in the end of the clay season, but I didn't really do so well in the beginning, maybe. I'm still on the road traveling. It's a physical and mental kind of challenge every day that you're away from home. I had been 10, 11 weeks in a row kind of traveling around, playing tournaments. At some point you need some time at home. If I choose to play, let's say, two events before Wimbledon, it's going to be directly from Roland Garros to somewhere else, stay in another hotel room, being, aware, being away from home. Then, because I play both Bastad and Hamburg in these tournaments after Wimbledon, why? There would never be a break. For me, to split the season midway after Roland Garros, take a little break, is the most sensible in my kind of career and how I play, what tournaments I prefer to play. I think I'll continue to do it. Translation, grass sucks. Uh, question, can you explain why you think it is your game doesn't match up well on the surface? Casper Rude. I mean, for starters, I didn't play on grass until I was like 16 years old. That was the first time in my life I stepped on the grass court. I have no experience since I was young. We don't have any grass courts in Norway, unfortunately. From when I was little, I looked up to Rafa. I wanted to play kind of heavy clay court tennis. Rafa has won here twice. It shows how great of a fighter, how impressive that is. Doesn't mean you can't play well here, but it's just the shots with topspin aren't as effective here as on clay. It's just difficult, but I'm going to keep trying. Translation, I'm not going to keep trying. So, number one, I'm, you know... Take those statements together. Statement one, I'm going to keep trying. But then you contrast that with statement two, I'm going to keep scheduling to, to not prioritize Wimbledon. So he's kind of full of crap there. Casper Rude, if you're a Casper Rude fan, Wimbledon is not your favorite time of year. Order of play for day five. So they got through most of the scheduled matches today. But Friday is, you know, originally supposed to be third round only, but we're going to have a combination of second and third rounds here. Center court, 1.30 p.m. Second round, 
Carlos Alcaraz versus uh, Andre Andres Alexander. Okay, let me, let me take two. <clears throat> Center court, one thirty p.m. Second round, Carlos Alcaraz versus Alexander Muller. Not before three p.m. Second round, Andy Murray leads Stefanos Tsitsipas. Six seven seven six six four, followed by third round, Iga Sviantek versus Petra Mardic. Third round, Novak Djokovic versus Stan Wawrinka. Number one court, one p.m. These are all second rounders: Arena Sabalenka versus Varvara Gracheva, Cameron Nori versus Christopher Eubanks, Ons Jabor versus. Zhou Wan Bai. Court 2, 11 a.m. These are all... Actually, no, they're not. Second round, Petra Kvitova versus Alexandra Sasnovich. Second round, to finish, Daniil Medvedev is two games away from beating Manorino. Second round, Alexander Zverev versus Yasuki Watanuki. Third round, Denis Shapovalov versus Liam Brody. Third round, Caroline Garcia versus Marie Bushkova. Number three court, 11 a.m. Second round, Holger Runa versus Roberto Cabellas Beina. Third round, Yannick Sinner versus Canton Halley. Third round, Jessica Pagula versus Elisabetta Koshoretto. Third round, Sofia Kennan versus Alina Svitolina. Court 12. Second round, Madison Keys versus Victoria Golubich. Third round, Hubert Hercotch versus Lorenzo Musetti. Third round, Daria Kasatkina versus Victoria Azarenka. Third round, Andre Rublev versus David Goffin and Court 18. Second round, Marta Kostiak versus Paula Bedosa. Second round, Alex Damonar versus Matteo Berrettini. Third round, Alexander Bublik versus Maximilian Marturer. And are there matches on the outside courts tomorrow? Let's look. We'll go ahead and read them if there are. If there are. I'm not seeing any. So it looks like we're up to... Oh, no, here's one. Uh, court 8. Second round, Natalia Stevanovich versus Tamara Korpach. Nicholas Jerry versus Jason Kubler. Court 9. Martin Fuchovic versus Marcos Giron to finish. Court 11, Yula Niemeyer versus Dalma Galfi. Third round, Guido Pea versus Roman Safulin. Court 14, second round, Christopher O'Connell versus Yuri Vesley. Followed by Lesya Serenko versus Anna Bogdan. Third round. Third round, Magdalenette versus Belinda Bencic. Court 15. Second round, Begu versus Blinkova. And Davidovich Fokina and Bodek van Zan Schulp. Second round. Third round, Vekic versus Vandrosheva. Court 16. Second round, Kalanina versus Andrescu. Court 16 for that, really? And uh, court 17. Second round, Alexandrova versus Brengel. Third round, Galan versus Yamur. And it looks like those are all your uh, singles for Friday, 
July 7th, 2023. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Trips Tennis Talk, and we'll see you next time. This podcast was made by Oregon Productions.